microphone check. Check, check, check. This is the Super Coin Brothers Podcast. Hosted by the Super Coin Brothers at Sahara Coins in Las Vegas. What's up, guys? This is episode six of Super Coin Brothers here out of Las Vegas. So we got a lot to talk about today. The markets are obviously still moving around quite a bit, like we've talked about the last few episodes. Um, there's some some other situations that have come up that we're seeing a lot of signs pointing to manipulation. So we're gonna get into that a little bit. But today we've got Andrew Moneyman McDonald here with us. What's going on, Andrew? Not much. How you doing, Ray? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, how are you doing? Oh, I'm hanging in there. You know, I've got, I've got a bit of a cough and a broken rib at the same time, so it's kind of rough. Right, so we've got Andrew Broken Money Man McDonald. Um, now, that nickname we've got going for you there, Money Man, we kind of did that without you knowing. Correct. Um, why do you think we called you Money Man? You know, I've asked everybody, and everybody has a different story, but um, if I could think of a few things, and I, I like money. I'm pretty cheap with money, but I'm also very frivolous with money on stupid things. So maybe it has to do with one of those. I'm not sure. You kind of smell like money, too. Yeah, I smell like money as well. It's, you deal with a lot of it every day, so uh-huh. that's understandable. Now, um, you know, I, it is kind of you know tough to get in here as far as jobs. We're not a huge place, so there's only so many available openings here. I mean, but what brought you here? Oh, well, you know, um, Adrian, a good friend of mine, um, he started working here, and, and right away I came over, bought some silver, and I was like, man, this place seems like a really cool place to work. And, you know, kind of piqued an interest. So starting, you know, almost five years ago, I, I put in an application. I even tried to, like, invent jobs that didn't exist here to try to work my way in. And, uh, you know, it took some time, but here I am now. Now, what we've heard from people who do work here now and that, that have worked here in the past, they compare getting a job here to, like, training for a triathlon because... They always come in once with a resume or something, come shake everybody's hand, you know, do the normal, mm-hmm. you know, hey, here's my face, I want a job thing, and yeah. it never works. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, persistence is key apparently, right? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, so we're glad we have you in here. Um, now, before you got here, I mean, what kind of what kind of stuff did you do before this? Uh, I was a EMT firefighter for a while, for about four years. Uh, moved from there to California, started working at Lowe's of all places, and then, you know, I got a call one day, Put an application here, uh, dropped everything, drove out to Las Vegas from California, interviewed, went back to work at Lowe's the same day, and then, you know, a couple weeks later, I got the call. And that's, that's how it all began. That's how it all began. The funny thing about you saying you worked at Lowe's is we have another uh, Andrew here. Technically, his name is Andrew, the elder Borman. Uh, he is the older of the two, but he does not want to be called Andrew. He wants to be called Andy. You, on the other hand, just, just to warn the people that may come oh, in here, yeah. do not call you Andy, I, right? I hate that name with a passion. Right, because then you go from being Andrew Money Man McDonald to Andrew the Money Team McDonald, and you turn into Mayweather and start fighting. Exactly. So, Andrew is what we'll call you, not Andy. Um, now, there's a lot going on, obviously, in the last few days. All of us have seen kind of the changes in the market. Um, we've got gold at 1221.70, silver at 17.71, uh, platinum is at 13.27, and palladium is just hanging out like it always does at 811. Um, Now, like I said, I know you haven't been here too long, but you've picked up a lot of knowledge fast. What do you think is going on with the market? You know, it's hard to say. It's one of those things where there's, I I don't know that anybody out there really has the correct answer, but there's some signs and some keys out there that kind of lead to one thing or another. You know, a lot has to do with China. There's some big cats over there with with some very large pockets that that are moving some things. 
And then, you know, we got a lot of things going on in the world right now, and foreign policies with America. And I no, know, I, think, I think you're definitely on to something there. One, uh, China is now backing their currency. We've kind of discussed this before. They're backing Yuan with gold, physical gold. Mm-hmm. They now have a vault where they are basically just, like I said, backing up all of their currency with gold. We, on the other hand, don't necessarily do that so well. No, not anymore, at least. Right. They they kind of own our our debt, Correct. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as far as the pointing at manipulation, I know you and I had read over an article. Um, I, I'll give everybody here the general premise of the article. Basically, the article points out how uh, when Asia is asleep and you know we are trading, our markets are open, it opens in London, then it opens here. By the time the market opens in London, because it just closed in Asia, it is usually high. Mm -hmm. Right now, Shanghai numbers are astronomical. But by the time London opens, and then all this artificial cash and all this other stuff starts taking effect, and we open, it's tanked. Yeah, definitely. It suppresses here in the US. Mm -hmm. We close, we go to bed, thinking our market's terrible. The Asian market opens, the market skyrockets. Now, if that doesn't point to manipulation... Oh, definitely. What does? You know, that's, a, that's the difference between real, solid, core money and inflated money. Right, absolutely. And, and right now, the other thing I know uh, I've noticed is that there is that false sense of, of security with the U.S. dollar mm-hmm. right now. We've got uh, Obama, who's you know proclaiming that we have a recovery in the economy. The employment situation is, is getting better. I beg to differ. I, I don't see that getting better. And as far as our economy getting better, if you really look at what happened there, the Treasury's debt over the last 12 months has gone up over a trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. So is our economy getting better, or are we pumping more money into it to make it look like it's getting better? Definitely pumping more money. Right. So with that money being pumped in, people get you know excited. Hey, the economy's getting better. You know, Let's go buy boats instead of protecting our money now. So Definitely. we're seeing our gold market is, is not doing so hot. Mm-hmm. So... Um, one of the things that, that that brings me to that I think about, and you and I have discussed this quite a bit, is is the more you know grassroots stuff, the more the guns and ammunition, and, and how important that is. It's mm-hmm. really important, especially with Definitely. bullion. Um, where do you stand with that stuff? I mean, that's a big deal for you and I. You know, know that. Um, I, I'm a very high Second Amendment supporter. I believe everybody should at least own one firearm. But uh, as far as the bullion market goes, it's it's something I think everybody, every American should have in their household. It's at least some silver. You know, you have you have all this money in your bank account, and what it really is is numbers on a computer. No, that's that's definitely the truth. Um, now, as far as as firearms go, it's one of those topics a lot of guys won't talk about because they're afraid someone's going to get offended or someone that doesn't believe in guns, mm-hmm. you know, or having them is a big deal. And if that is you listening, I'm sorry, we're going to talk about it. So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, ammunition and, and guns. We live in Nevada, so Nevada is definitely not California. We're both from California, so Uh we know how that works. Um, After the last election, the Bass Pro Shop here carries... Right now, you can walk into the Bass Pro Shop, and there's tons of ammunition. Uh But after the last election, those shelves were empty for months. Months, definitely. We couldn't touch it. Now, anybody that tells me that ammunition didn't go up in price is out of their mind. Oh, Definitely. I mean, you know, having that around is it, that's an investment in itself. It really so, is. Um, and as far as owning guns, same thing. Who doesn't want to protect themselves? Mm-hmm. Or your families? Or right. I mean, that's a, that's an assets. important thing. Now, 
Talking about protecting your assets, um, we had discussed this. I mean, obviously, it comes up with the, the with the work we do. But um, you know, people now we get a lot of people come in the store and buy gold, and they they bring up the confiscation of gold in 1933. Uh-huh. Now, what is your thought on? If the government would attempt that again, is that something you would see that they may try, or where I, do you stand with that? I, I think that it's probably been discussed already, right. but it's it's too hairy of a situation to really want to get into at the moment. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd say that a, a, a lot of people are, are prepared for such a thing to happen. Therefore, they're you know they're burying things, oh, uh, yeah. stashing them in multiple places. Talk about burying things. There was a couple found millions of dollars in gold coins that were buried in the during the gold rush. I mean, uh-huh. you can only imagine now. Yeah. Um, now I know you and I are familiar with that act. Um, for those of you that aren't, in 1933 there was the Executive Order 6102. Um, it was signed into effect, and basically it criminalized the pode- the possession of uh, monetary gold by any individual, partnership, or corporation. Correct. Now. When they did that, you were told, hey, bring your gold down. Be a good boy. You know, uh-huh. grab your gold. Bring it down here to the treasury. Gold right now, it's worth, you know, it was 20-something dollars, $25 and some change. We will give you $25 and some change for each one of your coins. Um, and you were only allowed to keep six gold coins per household. Uh-huh. Now, you do the math on that. I mean, right now, at $1,200 an ounce, that's good money, especially back then. I mean, granted, like I said, it was a fixed gold rate then, so it was a little different. Um, but they did that because at the time, you know, due to the citizens, they, people started hoarding gold. So our government basically said, well, our, our economic stall is due to them hoarding gold. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know about you, but I think hoarding gold and silver now is wiser than it was then. Oh, definitely. I, I feel there's probably a lot more people doing it as well if we just don't hear about it so much. Right. Absolutely. I mean, where do you stand on the metals? What, what is your favorite metal right now and the, um, the items you like? Well, I, I started out with silver, like a lot of people do, uh, just buying ounces as I could afford it. And uh, from there, though, a lot, especially recently, my, my thing has been a lot of fractional fractional ounces, uh, 90% dimes are real good, real light. You pack a bunch of them in a backpack. You know, say something happens in the world and you got to start hoofing it. You still have these small things that you could trade for smaller objects, you know. Well, 100-ounce bars are really cool and neat to look at. You're not going to want to carry one of those around and trade it for a loaf of bread. Right, and I actually, that, that's great that you uh, you have that opinion because um, one of the, the things I was going to ask you about is exactly that. With all of the turmoil going on in the world, with all the crazy stuff going on, and there's a lot of talk about how our borders aren't necessarily mm-hmm. secured, people coming in and out, I mean, away from just the investment protecting your dollar, uh, 90% silver, the fractional stuff, fractional gold, fractional silver. Um, like you said, if you need to get up and run somewhere, or you're you're on the move. You know, that's when weight becomes an issue, uh-huh. size becomes an issue. Um, Definitely, there's a lot of things you and I have talked about. Even let's let's go a step further. Let's say that our you know utilities are down. You don't have running water. You don't have electricity. And you're on a long trip, and you have a canteen of water. Right. One of the one of the cool facts I know I had mentioned before. You're kind of a fact guy. Yeah. What's one of the facts? I mean, you had given me about well, the, silver coinage and canteens. Well, there, there's that. You know, the the cowboys and and so on. They used to drop uh, silver dollars in their canteens, but also in the homestead, they they put them at the bottom of the wells to help filter the water and and uh, help keep it better. 
Yeah, and, and that's just because of some of the properties in the silver. I'm assuming. Uh-huh. Um, now, I'm not saying that we're gonna we're gonna advise everybody to buy a bunch of silver and throw it in their well, but you know, it is something to think about for those folks that are there. I don't want to use the term doomsdayers, but you know, the the just in case you must be prepared. You Definitely. know, you got to be yeah. prepared for those things. So, where do you stand on you know with that with with knowing that you buy that stuff with that thought in mind? Um, if you were new to this, if uh-huh. without coming in here, without working here, before the stuff you've learned, if you were new to this, you know what is what is the information you would want to know? I mean, tell these people what you think uh-huh. is important. Uh, well, really, you know, a lot of people come in every day, uh, at least ten, just just for some simple education on the same type of thing. What what should I buy? Where should I start? I, I don't have very much money to put into it, and silver is always the answer I, I come up with. Now, you know, if you have a, a couple grand, and they're, they're, they always think big for some reason, and I, I always try to downsize them. You know, don't don't really go too much higher than a 10 ounce bar, or you know, buy right. the smaller stuff. That way, it's, and then also if if you need some money, you run into a problem. You can. It's a lot easier to to take it in and sell it. Yeah, that's that's the truth. Um, one of the other things too that that's perfect because you know I think about that more and more that you're right people come in and they go hey I've got five grand what's the biggest bar you can give me for five mm-hmm. grand which obviously if you if you are set that you want to spend five thousand dollars and buy two one hundred ounce bars mm-hmm. we're not going to stop you no but we're gonna we're gonna let you know hey well we'll find out from you we'll kind of question you and it's not us being nosy no what, it, it's us trying to help what, you get what are in the you best buying position. for what's what's your reasoning be, be, behind purchasing the the product in the first place absolutely. Absolutely. I know you, I've heard you talk to a few of our customers, um, you know, while you're working with them and they've come in and said that, Hey, I want to spend five grand on, on some big things. And, um, I've heard you kind of, you know, really break down what their, what their plan is. Uh-huh. And we've had those people that come in and they're like, Oh, I want to spend five grand. I want big bars, but my purpose is just in case. Just in case. Yeah. And that's, that's where we try to steer them in a different direction. Right. And, and not only 90% silver, um, but there's, you know, one ounce bars, there's one ounce coins. Uh-huh. We even have, a, from time to time, we'll get the, the half ounce and quarter ounce yeah. silver. Um, or some, every now and then the grams. And- right, right. And that's good stuff to have for, for trading purposes. Now, speaking of trading, I had mentioned this with Adrian when I talked with him. Um, I had seen a couple of different places that people were actually taking silver as payment for their services, uh-huh. whether it be scuba diving or cleaning or whatever it is. Where do you stand with that, man? Like, is that something you would do? I would totally do it. I actually made a comment the other day. I wish our tax returns. Yeah, oh, you did are, say that. I remember that. that nature came in silver. It'd totally be worth it. That's true. You know, that'd be a good idea. You really think about that. You're not taking money from your paychecks in, in theory and going out to buy. It's just, it's kind of like that. Everybody looks at their tax return like, all right, I get to go blow some money for the most part. Right. They're like, all right, I get a chunk of change. Literally, right? Have fun. And then, you know, if you just got paid to 90%, I, I think it'd be pretty awesome. Right. So you're, instead of wanting to get a chunk of change to go spend, you're wanting to literally be given a chunk of change. Correct. Yeah. So, and that, you know, that's a great idea because at that point you're, it's like a savings account. Uh-huh. I know some people look at their tax return like that if they're very wise with their money when they yeah. get it. But I mean, you think about that, if you could get some silver, you could let your money grow and that's your decision Definitely. whether you let it grow or not. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good idea, man. Um, so I also mentioned with Adrian, of all people, I asked him, how would you feel if things went to more of a, a bullion and metal-driven society where you're paid all the time with metals? You know, I, I really truthfully believe that inevitably it will get to that at one point. Right. I know, what, two states? Is it two states right now that allow tr- uh, trade with, with I metals? Know, I know for sure, for certain, too, but there might be a few others out there. 
Yeah, it's it's a big deal. It's becoming a, a little more real with all and, the things happening. I, I know, uh, you know, not not to mention any states in particular, but one that I lived in for a few years. There's quite a few people that do that. You can purchase firearms, and especially on the in the open market where you know guns are not uh, required to be registered in this particular state. So you can you can openly trade as you will, and a lot of people were doing things like that. Now, again, like you said, I'm not trying to call anybody out or call out any industry, but um, here in Las Vegas, obviously, we have gun shows galore. Uh-huh. Every probably once a month, there's a gun oh, show. Oh, definitely. Now, this is something we're going to talk about as a group with a couple of us um, in another podcast. But the gun shows, it's hand in hand. It's like gun table, gun table, gun table. Coin Coins, table, definitely. gun table, gold table. Uh-huh. Now, if that doesn't tell you something, oh, yeah. as, as a gun owner, when you're walking around in a gun show and they're like, "Hey, would you like a nine millimeter and an ounce of silver?" Uh-huh. I mean, what's the what's the clue there? What's the hint? I mean, oh, somewhere yeah. you got to pick something up, right? Uh-huh. So I, I tell you, the perfect safe in my eyes is you open your safe door. You have handgun, handgun, gold coins, handgun, silver coin, shotgun. You know why not? Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, yeah, man, it's there's a lot to talk about there. There's, you know, again, if you disagree with that stance, I apologize. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, we, uh, we definitely still live in a country where we have our options. So, you have yours, I have mine. Andrew has his. Uh-huh. And uh, we are glad we got to talk to him a little bit today, get a little bit out of him. Um, on one of the next podcasts we're going to do, we're going to have Andrew in kind of, we're going to do a little more random podcast. Maybe get some, some fun facts about coins, some maybe interesting stories that uh, that he's learned about since he's been here. Um, but we're going to, like I said, we're going to start doing some group podcasts with all the guys, talking about topics that we know may ruffle your feathers a little. But, right. uh, but you know what? If your feathers aren't being ruffled, you're doing something wrong. So... Um, Andrew, we appreciate you uh, sitting down and talking with us about this stuff, and we're very glad. My pleasure. And, uh, you know, like I said, we'll be back in here soon talking about more stuff, guns, coins, collectibles, uh, stories. I mean, anything anything you can think of. Uh, If any of you have any questions or you have any comments or you want to give us any, you know, things you'd like to hear about, shoot us an email at supercoinbrothers at saharacoins.net. Uh, you can also go on to iTunes, search us out at Super Coin Bros, hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Uh, we're going to have some very interesting stuff for you guys to hear. So, again, thank you for listening. Thanks, Andrew, for, uh, for sitting with us. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs>